Hey guys, it's your host, Sam Evans, and welcome back to another episode of Lifestyle Redesigned. Today, I would love to introduce Lillian Rafson, who is the founder and CEO of Pack Up and Go. If you guys have not heard of this, it's a surprise travel brand that encourages spontaneity, exploration, and adventure among American travelers. She launched the business at 23 years old and has grown it to 25 plus team members and $7 million plus in annual revenue. Lillian has been honored as a member of the Pittsburgh 30 Under 30, a Tory Burch Foundation Fellow, a travel and leisure A-list travel planner, and a top woman in hospitality. Outside of Pack Up and Go, Lillian is also a business coach focusing on helping women entrepreneurs get their small businesses off the ground. I mean, come on, she's an inspiration to us all and that's exactly why I had her on the show. Throughout this episode, we talk all about the misconceptions of starting a business and what it was like for Lillian as a 23-year-old entrepreneur. Despite all the things that she didn't really expect when she was starting her own business, she does say that she wouldn't rather be doing anything else, and I completely agree with that. I feel like everybody that has that entrepreneurial spirit kind of has an idea of how much actually goes into it and would much rather be doing that and putting all that effort into what they love when it comes to starting a business as opposed to working for somebody else. This episode contains so much insight on starting a business, like I said, especially at such a young age and I am so excited for you guys to hear all about it. So without further ado, let's get right into the episode. Hey Lillian, how are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. Thank you so much for finding the time to be on here. I know things have been kind of crazy lately. Of course, I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So to start off for anyone that might not know you, if you want to go ahead and introduce yourself, what you do, you know, what what's your thing? <laughs> Absolutely. So my name is Lillian Rafson and I am the founder and CEO of Pack Up and Go. We are a travel brand that specializes in surprise vacations. So we plan curated vacations around the United States, but the catch is that our travelers don't know where they're going until the day they depart. I love it. I When I first met you, did I meet you at Wanderfest or did we yes. connect afterwards? Okay. Yes, we did meet there. So when I met you, I had already known about Pack Up and Go through like Instagram or something. And I was like, oh my God, they're here. Like, <laughs> it was like, you guys are kind of famous. So awesome. I love the idea, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. How did you even think of that? I feel like it's such a, now that I know about it, I'm like, oh, that's such a great idea. But I feel like I would never think to come up with it myself, you know? (laughs) Well, and it's still so crazy to me that people have heard about us in, you know, from Instagram, from social media, because, you know, to me, I think it's always going to be this, this little idea that, yeah. So that's always amazing. So thank you for sharing that. (laughs) Of course. So I started Pack Up and Go about six and a half years ago in January of 2016. I was 23 years old and had zero experience in entrepreneurship or, you know, in the travel industry, it was very random, but I actually cannot take credit for the idea of surprise travel. I had been working at a startup in New York after I graduated from NYU. And and I quit that job to travel and clear my mind and see what I wanted to do next. Right. And I was in Eastern Europe in Latvia when I first heard about the concept of surprise travel. And it turns out that it already existed in Europe, where of course it's so easy to travel between different countries by train, bus, or, or you know, low-cost airline. And I realized okay, first of all, this is the most fun idea I've ever heard in my life, but 
why is it that I've been to Latvia and I haven't traveled around the US at all? And, and I come from a family of small business owners and both of my parents are actually entrepreneurs as well. And I just started thinking about you know, what a big economic impact travel has on local economies and, and how fun it is and what a great way to explore and experience a new place and travel with an open right. mind. And so I emailed my parents and I said, I'm going to move home to Pittsburgh and start a surprise travel agency to encourage people to travel yeah. <laughs> in the US. And, and here we are. Oh my gosh. That sounds amazing. I feel like I'm 22 and I'm like, I wonder like, what, what am I going to come up with? Like, that's <laughs> such a crazy, like, a crazy concept that you wouldn't think like you probably or obviously didn't go on that trip to like figure out what business you are going to own one day, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I feel like you just have to be open to opportunities and when inspiration strikes, be open to it. And I mean, you're 22 and, and I was, I was 22 when I decided to start this company and, you know, I realized the stakes were low. Ultimately, yes, I needed to find a way to support myself and have a roof over my head and food. And so as I was growing Pack Up and Go, I worked at a bar. You know, I was a cocktail waitress for two years. So it wasn't just that I was, you know, instantly living a very comfortable life from this, from this idea. It was a lot of really hard work, but I figured, you know, I didn't have a mortgage. I don't have a family. Um, you know, the worst case scenario was that I try and if it didn't work, then I go and apply for jobs. Yeah. I have that cool experience. (laughs) Right. I feel like I've talked about this in, in plenty of episodes, but just to touch on it a little bit about like expectations. And, you know, I assume they were the same when you were my age of, all right, you graduated. Like, what what are you doing now? (laughs) Where's your corporate job? What are your steps? What are your plans? And me as like, I'm trying to do everything I can not to get into the corporate world. Like this podcast, I don't make money off of it, but it could be something one day, maybe, you know, or traveling or blogging now is huge or whatnot. It's like, there's so many different paths that you can go on and it might not make you money now, but it's like, that could seriously be something that like, you know, you end up doing for the rest of your life. And it's like, with all the pressures, I feel like it's a lot easier said than done to kind of like go and do your own thing. Totally. And I will say, I mean, I won't sugarcoat it. It was really hard for a long time seeing my friends in their comfortable jobs, steady paychecks, saving for retirement with benefits and, you know, having that lifestyle and, and progressing in their careers. And I was sitting here hoping that this thing worked, but I will also say that, you know, the irony, and I'm sure you know this from running your podcast and everything, the irony of starting your own company is that you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm doing this to buy my freedom and buy my flexibility and take back the narrative of my life. Oh my gosh, I work nonstop. And, and so, yes, it gave me a certain level of flexibility and and decision-making freedom, but I, I think there's a big misconception when people think, you know, starting your job allows you to work less. Oh no, you are committing to working 24 seven and thinking yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. I understand. And like you said, with like, with being comfortable, that's a really hard decision to choose the opposite of being uncomfortable. Like I bet you could have just kind of did your Europe trip, did your eat, pray, love kind of thing, and then come back and get a job, you know, like it's not, not to say that it's not hard, but it's not as hard as starting your own business and having that feeling of like, oh, well, once I get this done, I'll I'll never work again, you know, (laughs) or something like that. Mm -hmm. But sometimes that's obviously not the case. (laughs) So, well, going into more of like misconceptions of starting your own business, What would you say was something that you thought besides, you know, the working 24 seven, something that you thought was going to be easy starting a business that ended up being one of your biggest challenges or a challenge in general? 
Oh man, there are so many. And you know, I'll preface this by saying there's nothing I would rather be doing. I love Packer Bingo. I love running this company. I love growing this company. And, and I love the team that we've built and the travelers that we've been able to, to serve. Um, but it's definitely been a crazy experience. I mean, I think the first misconception that I had was that by starting a travel company, I would be able to travel all the time. And I think this is probably the most common question that I get is people say, oh, you, you know, you run pack up and go great. How many trips are you taking? Right. Traveling. And no, for the first two years, especially I was glued to my desk and it does make it challenging when we hire now, because we have to specify our travelers are the ones going on trips. We work at desks and we are fully remote now. You can be working from wherever, but that was a big misconception. I, I think I had a vision of working from an RV and traveling around and, and ultimately, you know, my decision was to provide 24 seven in-house traveler support because I was the only employee. It meant I was the one doing that. Right. <laughs> I didn't really have the luxury of going to a place that didn't didn't have very good cell service at all times. Um, That was a big misconception. I think another big misconception is that we tend to forget about sort of the boring parts of starting a business or or the less glamorous parts. You know, I love doing interviews. I love talking to travelers, love planning trips, but, you know, I'm also dealing with accounting and setting up our phone service. Right. You know, what happens when there's an internet outage? You know, I think I had imagined building a business without all of the tedious parts of it. And and to this day, those still fall on me. So I'm actually hiring an office manager now to (laughs) do some of those over, but, but I think we forget about the less glamorous parts of it. Right. Well, cause when you go into starting your own business, you're like, Oh, I'm just going to plan trips for people, you know, super easy. Right. And then obviously you need to have an expense sheet. You need to have like all these like little things that you didn't even know went into running a business. Totally. And like somebody has to order toilet paper and hand soap, right. you know, so, <laughs> and that person is you. And pre pandemic, we were all in the office. And so we took turns taking out the trash and, you know, eventually we did hire an office cleaning service, but, but yeah, you just forget about the day-to-day right. stuff. I don't know. It kind of, I'm always like hit or miss when it comes to starting my own business. I feel like my generation is very much like, all right, let's do something where we can either free up our time or when you were saying, you know, you work 24 seven, I highly doubt that it feels like that. I mean, some days it probably gets tiring, but if you love what you do, like you said, you wouldn't choose anything else. It's like, you would rather be working 24 seven for yourself than working a nine to five for someone else. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I feel the same way. (laughs) And it's crazy living in Chicago. Like people are like, oh, well, you must be, you know, in the corporate world, you know, you walk around, you get dressed up every day, you do this, you do that. And I'd rather work from sweats (laughs) in sweats. You know what I mean? I'd rather like, I don't know, be kind of on my own time. And I think that again, easier said than done. I think that's like, that should be the title of this episode or something because (laughs) everything that goes along with being an entrepreneur is easier said than done. Like it's just, it's something that you could tell yourself or or somebody could tell you, but then once you're actually in it, it's a lot harder than it looks. Absolutely. I think that's a perfect title. Yeah. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Well, Going back to like the business side of Pack Up and Go, when you had started it in 2016, I assume that's kind of when social media was kind of like coming up on the forefront and things like that. Is that how you marketed the business? Like, how did you go about having people find you and like what went into the marketing side? Yeah, that's a great question. And I say all the time that I feel like entrepreneurs or people who want to start businesses now, um, who have thought about doing it in the last 
10 years, we have won the lottery in terms of the time and place that we are living. There are so many resources available to make starting a company possible. So when I started the company, we're a bootstrap business. We have no external funding. So I built a website on Squarespace and designed it myself. And I am the first to admit, I am not a designer. I was the worst (laughs) graphic designer of all time, but it was really easy to get an MVP website up on Mm -hmm. Squarespace. I use QuickBooks, I use Google Drive. And then of course, as you mentioned, all of these social media channels were like booming. So Facebook has been huge for us. Instagram, huge. Now TikTok is big for us, but in the early days, yeah. I mean, Pack Up and Go and Surprise Travel in general is a very shareable concept. And, and so we've been really fortunate to have this amazing engaged audience of travelers who love sharing their experiences. And from the moment a week before they depart where travelers get the weather forecast and packing tips, they start sharing it on social media. When they get their surprise envelope in the mail, they start sharing that on social media, getting friends to guess where they're going. So that has always been our, our biggest marketing outlet, but we've also grown through partnerships. So we early on are really lucky to work with companies like Ford who wanted Mm -hmm. to send reporters on surprise road trips. We've partnered with Buzzfeed, Thrillist, you know, a whole range of brands. And and that's been really amazing. Um, Word of mouth is huge. Absolutely. Huge. Yeah. And now we are working with influencers and, and we do have a loyalty program now to incentivize people yeah. to spread the word. So it's growing, but absolutely word of mouth was huge for us at first. Yeah. Well, I was just about to say that I had found out about you guys through someone else posting about it. And it's crazy because when I saw it, I was like, oh, pack up and go. Like, what even is this? You know what I mean? And now it's so it's easily accessible. You have two clicks. You're already on the website. You know what I mean? You already know where to go. You have an about page and and then you sign up, you know, or then you like apply or whatnot, or you reach out. And it's like, it's so easy now that it, it's so easy to the extent that it's like, how is everybody not like doing it, taking advantage of it? And with TikTok too, like you said, I assume you guys are taking advantage of it. And you kind of had like, you hit the, what is it? Hit the golden buzzer, got the golden ticket, something like that. It's one of those sayings, but like with TikTok and travel and mm-hmm. it's just such a unique idea that I don't know, it kind of works everywhere. Well, and the funniest thing about this is that I should mention that this was all by chance. So when I was building the company and pre-launch and talking to other people in business and startups, I got a lot of pushback against not having a fully functioning app when I launched the business. Mm. You know, a lot of people said, you can't have a travel company without an app in 2016. Mm. We, We need this. And I thought, okay, but I don't have any money. And so my original vision for the company was to keep the destination a surprise, but the morning of departure travelers in the app, it would unlock where they're going. Mm. And that is how the surprise would be revealed. I couldn't build the app. So in my mind, the surprise envelope was just a stopgap, just to have something and test right. it and you know, save a little bit of money to start building an app. I was literally printing these envelopes out in my dad's printer. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I just, you know, just typed something up that said, you're going to Chicago or New Orleans or San Francisco, wherever right. you're it was so low budget and so low key just as a placeholder and that envelope and that you're going to sign became the cornerstone of our marketing. And that to this day is the thing that people are sharing on social media and making their TikToks around. And I, again, think like 
I am so glad that I was open to that opportunity. And to this day, we still don't have an app. It's fine. And and nobody has really asked for it. And we choose instead to integrate with existing services. So we know people want to use their airlines app and Google Maps when they travel. They don't need another app from us. Right. Right. Yeah. I think it's kind of like the nostalgic feeling of opening up even like with printed pictures and, and now what's trending is like the disposable cameras and going to get those like developed and stuff. I would much rather get something in the mail as a surprise and open the app. Cause it's like, I don't know. It's like, you could open the app for anything. And, and then it's like, woohoo, you know, it's yeah. not <laughs> as like fun. And like you said, you can post it and things like that. I just think like the nostalgia of it is, is awesome. Really good idea. Even though it was by chance, a really good idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, what were, were there like a lot of startup costs and things like that of starting the business? Or was it kind of just like on a whim you were spending money here and there? No, I feel incredibly fortunate with how few startup costs there were. So When I started the company, I, as I mentioned, was working at a bar to support myself. I was Mm -hmm. living at home with my parents for a few months, which was hard for all of us. (laughs) Right. um, But they were very supportive. I'm really lucky to have had that. But I did get a desk at a co-working space. And at the time, I think it was $100 per month. Um, But the amazing thing about Pack Up and Go is that, you know, I had my laptop, had my Squarespace website, and I was never planning trips for people who hadn't already paid for them. From the beginning, it was a cash flow positive business. And and of course there are some startup costs, you know, registering your LLC is a small fee, buying your website domain, that's a small fee. I was buying the envelopes that I was mailing out to travelers, but it was not as though I was investing in software development or inventory or things like that. So I feel right. like I'm fortunate. Right. It's kind of like you got the best of best of everything. Low startup costs, high profit. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. (laughs) And my, one of my last questions is in terms of like time management and stress and kind of like being your own boss. And this kind of like comes full circle with what we were talking about at the beginning of like, I don't want to say a misconception of being an entrepreneur because of course, time management and stress and things like that comes along with any job, but you had to be like super disciplined as an entrepreneur. You have to kind of create your own schedule and make sure that you are working throughout the day and and you're using your time wisely. So how did you kind of like manage that? And, and I guess not get too stressed out. I mean, everyone gets stressed out, but (laughs) yeah, well, I did not do a good job of not getting stressed out. So as I mentioned, when I started the company, it was just me and it took off really quickly, which was great. You know, had trips right off the bat, was really busy. And so I didn't have an option to not manage my time. It was, if I wasn't planning trips, nobody was planning trips. A traveler was stranded at the airport and I didn't answer the phone. They were stranded at the airport. So right off the bat, it was, it was 24 seven. A couple of months in, I hired an intern to help with some administrative tasks, which was amazing. And we are still in touch today. And then a few months after that, I hired my first full-time employee. And that was great because I realized, you know, I loved planning trips. I loved working with our travelers. I'm not good on social media. You know, I didn't think about sending out newsletters regularly. So I hired somebody to take over a lot of business development and manage partnerships with hotels and things like that. But I was still planning all the trips. I was also working at a bar five nights a week. I was dating somebody. I didn't have a lot of free time. And any moment that I was not working, I needed to be working. And, and I actually ended up in the hospital. I was 23 years old and my family has no history of, of illnesses. And I was in the hospital for about a week with 
several different issues, two different types of blood infections. I mean, it was really bad. And oh my gosh, in the hospital planning trips. And I had a moment of realization that I needed to hire someone. And it sounds completely insane, I'm aware, but my train of thought wasn't, I need to plan trips to reduce my stress, or I need to hire somebody to reduce my stress and, you know, help take some of this burden off me. My thought process was I need to hire somebody else to plan trips because if I'm in surgery, I need somebody to be planning. Yeah. yeah. And like, I need someone to be checking people in for flights. Yeah. So it was, you know, that was my train of thought. And like a I worst did, case scenario. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And so that was a wake up call to hire someone. So we did. And, and since then the team has grown organically, but yeah, I wouldn't say I am the best at offering advice on, on setting boundaries, but now I have gotten better about intentionally getting myself involved in activities to help with time management. So mm-hmm. I, you know, at one point I started taking pottery classes because I thought, okay, if my hands are covered in clay, I'm not answering my phone. I'm right. not checking my email. So I did that. I trained for a marathon because I said, well, if I'm, if I'm running 15 miles, I can't, that's time when I'm not planning trips. Yeah. So I literally was structuring in things uh, to force myself to stop working, which was really, really hard. And now I have an amazing team in place and it's much easier for me to do that, but it's hard, you know, when you start your business and it feels like everything starts and ends with you and you feel this immense responsibility, you want to do everything, your body won't let you. And, you know, I, it was really scary getting that sick, but ultimately it was my body saying, girl, slow down. You're not in charge of curing cancer. You're planning surprise vacations. It's okay. Right. So it's a hard lesson to learn, but I think I'm getting better. Yeah. Right. No more (laughs) hospital visits. I hope. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Well, yeah, I, I can relate to that in just the sense of being so young, but also being so ambitious. I'm constantly looking for something else to do. And then I'm like, okay, there's only 24 hours in a day. If I work 60 hours a week, when do I get my free time? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's like, having such an ambitious personality, not to say it's a bad thing because it's not, it's a great thing, but your body is also going to tell you like, okay, that's enough for today. You know, (laughs) go go to bed, go lay down, go do something else, go run a marathon instead of (laughs) being on your laptop. That's funny. I love that. I might have to take some of those tips and and train for a marathon or something. It's a long way to run. I don't know if, yeah. if, if you don't love running. I don't recommend. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I'm not, I'm not the biggest runner. So maybe pottery class instead. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Well, you kind of gave like a little tip, but just for somebody who's starting off, AKA me, or just like the listeners in general of what advice that you would give to somebody who they might not be an entrepreneur, but just somebody like graduating college or, or getting into this, this real life, this adult life of like, what advice would you give to someone to kind of like get started or kind of like keep going or, or finding their path and in career, career life and just life in general? Oh man, I would say always be open to opportunities. You never know when or where, or how something is going to come along. Um, so put yourself out there and be open to anything that might come your way. Yeah. I love that. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on. I really appreciate it. And I, and I loved everything that you had shared with us and just answering all, all of our questions and things like that. So thank you. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Of course. Where can people find you and where can people find Pack Up and Go and, and the website and plan a surprise yeah. trip? Pack Up and Go. Our website is packupgo.com. On Instagram and TikTok, we are packupgo underscore travel. And on Facebook, we are packupgo. 
Awesome. All right. I'll put all the links in the show notes. And again, thank you so much. Thank you. Well, I really hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And if you aren't already, you can follow along with the podcast at Lifestyle Redesign Podcast on Instagram. And if you want to follow along with me and my travel journeys, you can follow Sam Evans Travel on Instagram or send me an email if you want to reach out at samevanstravel at gmail.com. Thank you guys so much for listening and I'll talk to you in the next episode.